Anyway, hopefully we can get through a Bible study tonight. So open your Bible with me to Luke chapter 15. Oh, and by the way, uh, starting in December on the 17th, we are supposed to be meeting outside of our house in a building. Um, so please pray for that. Um, that's a huge step of faith, especially financially, because as Pastor Chris told me, the finances will never make sense. I said, okay. So Pastor Chris said, and so we have prayed. We feel like God is telling us to take this step of faith, and so we're doing it. And so um, the building's under construction currently. It's supposed to be opening December 1st. December 17th will be our first Sunday there. So just keep praying for us. Keep praying for that. We have some cards that are out here. Um, grab them if you don't have one. Put them on your fridge. When you look at it, just pray for Pastor Dave and Eagle Mountain and um, see what God does. So if you have your Bible, open it up to Luke chapter 15 with me, Luke chapter 15. And tonight what we're going to do is we're going to look at three parables that Jesus taught. And these parables are very familiar to us. All three of these parables have to do with something that was lost. Okay, parable number one, what gets lost is an animal. We're going to see an animal gets lost and then gets found. Parable number two is a coin that gets lost and then parable number three is a man or a person. And that's where we're going to spend most of our time is with parable number three. Uh, Jesus, his audience for this parable, he is talking to tax collectors and sinners. He's also talking to the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes. And then, of course, his disciples are there as well. Now, again, let's just jump right into it and then we'll... We'll talk about it as we go through. So, uh, where are we at? Luke 15, verse 1. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke to this parable to them, saying... Now, pause right there for a second. In verse 1, it says that they... The tax collectors and the sinners, they drew near to Jesus to what? Hear him. They're hanging on every word that he has to say. They're hanging on to his words with expectancy. And then we have also the Pharisees and the scribes. And what are they doing? They're complaining. They're not listening. And there's two types of hearers in the audience today in this parable you have one group that is actually listening i'm sure if ladies if your husbands are like me you're why don't you listen to me right it's not just hearing the words that are coming out of the mouth but it's actually hearing what is being said right let me just if you ever ask somebody have you ever maybe i'll, I'll reverse it have you ever had somebody ask you, hey, how's it going? And you're about to tell them, they're like, okay, cool. And they just kind of turn around. You're like, why do you even ask? If you're not going to listen, don't ask. If you're going to ask somebody, how's it going, be willing to sit there and listen to what they have to say. So there's, there's people who are actually listening in this crowd, the tax collectors and the sinners. And then the other group, they're hearing words coming out of Jesus' mouth but they already have preconceived notions, preconceived ideas. And look at what they're saying. We can't believe that this man receives or welcomes sinners. 
Aren't you glad that Jesus welcomes sinners? I know I am. He welcomes sinners and he eats with them. In, in the culture, this would be like something that is just a no-no. You don't eat with somebody who's a sinner because they're ceremonially unclean. That would also make you ceremonially unclean. So they, they just are aghast that Jesus would do this. And so Jesus is going to talk to them, it says in verse 3, in a parable. So we're going to break this down a little bit. What is a parable? It is basic roots. A parable is a story. And typically it's a story that involves something really common to the listener, uh, something that's very familiar to them. But then there's a deeper underlying spiritual message with that. An easy way to remember a parable is like this. It's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Okay? Now, it comes from two Greek words, para, meaning alongside. We see that word used of the Holy Spirit, that he is alongside you or he's with you, para. And it also comes from the Greek word bolo, which means to cast. So if you take those two words, para, bolo, and you put them together, you get to cast alongside. So you get the, the, the natural story alongside a spiritual story, okay? And depending on the ears of the hearer, are you just hearing or are you actually listening depends on the understanding that you're going to get from the parable. You're hearing Jesus talking his parables about birds and seeds and coins that are lost and all this stuff. You're like, what are we talking about? Why are we wasting our time listening about this stuff? But if you're there to actually hear what Jesus is saying, you take away the deeper spiritual understanding and you can grow, you can learn from that. And it's something that you can connect the dots spiritually with something physical. And then you can go, oh, I see what Jesus is trying to say. And so let's move on. Verse 4, it says, this is parable 1. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and, re and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost." I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Now, I want you to underline in your Bibles, if you're okay with that, if not, take notes, where he says there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents because he's going to repeat that. So anytime you see Jesus repeating something via the Holy Spirit through the Scriptures, it, it's something we need to pay attention to. So underline that, that verse, and we'll point it out when we get to it again. Now, he gives us this parable about sheep. Now, culturally speaking, who, not, not biblically speaking, okay, culturally speaking, who loves sheep? Shepherds, yes. Shepherds love sheep. Why? Yeah, he provides for them. He protects them. They're his. It, it, I can recommend a book, Extra Biblical Reading for you. There's a book called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. It's like mandatory reading for Christians. 
Read the book. You'll understand why shepherds value sheep so much. Okay? They, they spend so much time with them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, right? The, the shepherd loves sheep. But he's got 100 sheep. 99 are safe. One's gone missing. This is something that we often miss. Why is it so expedient that this shepherd find the lost sheep? And the reason is there's a thing among sheep called being cast. A sheep can become what's called cast. And what that is is the shepherd will take his flock of sheep and he'll take them to the, the nice green pastures, right? Remember Psalm 23? And then the, the sheep will graze in this nice green grass that their shepherd has prepared and brought them to. And then they go lay down like we like to after like a Thanksgiving dinner, undo the belt buckle, lay down, take a nap. The, the sheep like to do the same thing. They eat, they go lay down. Well, if there's any kind of abnormality in the ground and the sheep kind of roll, they can end up on their back with their feet up in the air. That's called a cast sheep. When a, when a sheep who is full gets on his back like that, he can't get back on his feet on his own. He has to have the shepherd there to help him. Okay? So now you picture this sheep. The blood begins to drain with gravity. They lose kind of feeling in their arms. They can't get up. They can actually have some health complications and die in that condition ra relatively quickly, but they also become easy pickings for predators because they can't move. Now you have a cast sheep, and the shepherd knows, I've got 99, and the shepherd counts them. Jesus said, I know my sheep, right? And, the, and they have to come through me. I'm the door, and he counts, John chapter 10, he counts his sheep as they come in. 97, 98, 99. Where's 100? Uh-oh. We got to go find him quick. And so the shepherd goes out to find the lost sheep. And where it says there that he, he when he finds them, he puts them on his shoulders rejoicing. That's partly out of gratitude, but partly out of what I said. They lose the feeling in their legs. They can't walk for a while. They either have to be massaged by the shepherd until they are able to walk again, or the shepherd has to pick them up and carry them back to the rest of the flock. Get the picture. The Bible likens people to sheep. You're off wandering off, roaming around. Maybe you're in a cast position, kind of got comfortable, laid on your back, and you just haven't really got back up in your walk with the Lord. Jesus is, the shepherd is out looking for you, trying to find you. And, and I love the picture. He didn't beat the sheep when he finds it. There's gentleness. He picks up the sheep. He puts it on his shoulders. He carries it back home. That's a shepherd who loves the sheep. The sheep's been bad. It's okay. I know it's bad. Yeah, literally. So 